What's up, guys? Thank you for joining us on the Weekly Sit-Down Podcast. This is the kind of show you throw on if you just want some company or to feel like you're hanging out with someone. We mostly feature successful entrepreneurs, but in the end, everyone has a story to tell, and we can all learn from others' experiences, no matter who they are. So today we have Edward. What is it? Madan Guerreri. Madan Guerreri. Madan Guerreri. It's a great great icebreaker. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So I met Edward on Shaper. Was it Shaper or Bumble Biz? Uh, Shaper. Shaper, okay. Are you on Bumble Biz too? I'm not on that one yet, no. Yeah, it's it's, stay on Shaper. You're better off there. (laughs) <laughs> nothing good going on on bumble biz good call but uh we met up on shaper like most guests that i have on here or at least half of them and uh i don't know I, we just had a really interesting conversation i think like it was uh you're really into gary v as am i and he he showed me this video about uh the haters like how to block the haters out and it, yep. was, it was a really good video like a, it stuck with me so Oh, here we go. We're good. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good video. I, I like. I like that video. It keeps me. Uh, keeps me grounded sometimes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, Gary V's amazing. Talk about a content creator. So, do you want? Let's just go into it. What are? You, who are you? And kind of like give a, a description of your business and how you came up with the idea and stuff. Yeah, sure. So, so you know, I. My business is Moon Selfie, um, and Moon Selfie, we have our first sort of flagship product, which is this little guy right here called Moon Selfie Lite, and it's an accessory that attaches to either your smartphone or any sort of uh, mobile device like your tablet, and the problem we wanted to solve was the lighting issue. Um, how this sort of came to be is my wife and I would went to a restaurant one night, and she tried to take a selfie. Now, if you've ever taken a selfie anywhere in the dark, in a dark environment, you know that you're going to get one of two things, either a really dark, grainy photo or a lot of frustration, right? Yeah. Uh, and all those things happened to us. So in that moment, I sort of, through a moment of frustration, I, I, I came up with a solution and I basically took her phone and my phone and kind of back to back them a little bit, turned on the light on the phone and we took a selfie. Mm-hmm. Um, from that experience, she was sort of blown away. And then there was actually a couple sitting two tables from us at this restaurant and they watched me do this and they were blown away. And, uh, you know, and it was one of those moments where I was like, Eureka, right? There's an idea here. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was really from that terrible moment of trying to get the right photo that this came to be. So, you know, now we're in the process of, you know, getting the product manufactured and, you know, hopefully getting into everyone's hands. But, um, the cool thing about this device is it's super tiny, the smallest lighting device you can put on a mobile device and it's versatile, um and it all works with touch just by touching the device i can turn on the light i can brighten it up i can dim it and then i can also switch color temperature color temperature to get the exact sort of brightness and and feel you want for your environment so that's okay so this isn't in the stores i thought this was the one that like everyone uses i uh, i didn't realize yeah so we're actually we're interesting enough when i first sort of started the journey we we had our initial sort of prototypes. Then we actually got our first investors on board. Uh, and then we got ourselves to production-ready prototype. We're actually now just getting ready for production and getting our units um, out for the summertime. So 
we had massive interest from you know a bunch of people regarding the product, uh, including some television and you name it. But um, but everything's you know in this, in this sort of entrepreneurial journey, everything is a step. You sort mm-hmm. of learn as you go. <laughs> yep. And how so you can it's pretty much how all ideas and inventions come to be. It's like I'm solving a problem here. What's the problem? Yeah. There's no real way to take a selfie with a light. Yeah, <laughs> and, and unless you get that stupid screen on Snapchat, the white screen, yeah, which doesn't really do yeah, it. and that just doesn't work. I mean, it, yeah. not only is it annoying because one, you only see the results after the fact because one, you're blocking what you're doing, which is kind of annoying, and then, and then even if you, even if it does give you some light, it's still a grainy picture. It's not going to give you the optimal lighting. So, and you know, just a little background, but my background is in cinematography and I, you know, uh, and some photography as well, and I've filmed commercials and. There's a reason they go lights, camera, action, right? In all in everything you watch, is because you, without the light, there's no camera. Camera can't pick up anything, nope. and then there's no action. So it has to start with the light. Yeah, of course, definitely, man. How? So yeah, can you give us more of your background? Where? Yeah, you grew up in Boston. So interesting background, man. So I actually grew up in New York originally. Um, I grew up in New York in Queens. Um, a Queens guy. Me too. And, man. I was yeah. on Park. Um, mine was, I went to, I went to, um, I, what did I, I went to one school in Queens really when I was over there, which is, um, I forget, I'm forgetting the name all of a sudden, but I lived in Jamaica, Queens okay. and PS 178 was the school that I went to. There you go. So, so, so yeah, so it was, you know, it was a cool time in my life, but it, there was a certain moment when my parents actually had split up when I was around 12 years old. And then I had the option to go either stay with my mom in New York or go live with my dad. Now my family is from Africa, a part of Africa called Zimbabwe. And um, so I, it was an opportunity for me to be able to fly over there and kind of learn where I'm from a little bit. Yeah. So I took the opportunity, you know, grudgingly so, I went to go stay with him, and um, yeah. um, which was a great experience because, like, being 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 over there, like, there's nothing like learning a different culture for one, and then it really made me appreciate everything I had living in the you know in the states. So it was it was one of those really sort of weird moments where you kind of learn a whole new culture from like scratch, right? Yeah. Um, I learned the language, I learned the people, I learned the culture, which is really cool. But then I, when I moved back, I lived actually in New Hampshire for a while. Then I moved from New Hampshire. Then I lived in this other town called Worcester, Mass. And then made my way over to another town here called Lowell. And now I'm just sort of in Boston working on this project. So I've sort of lived everywhere. And I've had the opportunity to travel some parts of the world because my mom used to be a flight attendant. So I used to fly a lot. Um, but all those sort of seeing different people, different cultures kind of, I think made me into this sort of blended human, right? (laughs) All everyone's experiences sort of filtered into my life and I'm able to use those different experiences to navigate my way through, you know, just social life as well as entrepreneurial life. I hear you, man. That's kind of like what I'm doing with the podcast, just trying to get everyone else's experiences, trying to live through them almost in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, dude. How, uh. What what's the vision for this? You want this in all stores? You want this online online business, Amazon, everything? So a, a little bit of both down the road. I think for us now that that my my initial vision is, it's really important for us to have you know the, our product is a cool product, and we need to always have that sort of cool factor for what we've done. And so initially, you know, um, influencers are going to be sort of the key driver for our product, right? We're going to get it in the hands of people who have that sort of presence online, whether it's on their social media, whether it's on YouTube or even some celebrities. Um, and we've had really good uh, attention when it came, when it comes to the product. But 
the vision is really to initially sell direct to consumer and then work our way towards, you know, um, some online channel partners uh, and then get to retail at some point. But retail is like retail, you know, watch enough Shark Tank. They tell you that retail (laughs) is one of those (laughs) retail is one of those things you don't want to just jump into right away. Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I watch a ton of Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, every time somebody mentions retail, you know, Mr. Wonderful goes nuts and he's like, you know, why would you want to go down that rabbit hole? So. I try to, I'm trying to avoid that as long as possible so we can keep our margins and be able to do, you know, what we're, what we're currently doing now. So we'll get there eventually. Would this um, be something you want to pitch on Shark Tank? Yeah. You know, if the opportunity presented itself, absolutely. I think this is one of those products, you know, it, it's better seen than heard, right? When you see the product and you yeah. actually see the results you get from it, it's sort of moving. And, and, and that's the experience we've had with people. Uh, I'll give you an example. We had this in Boston. They do this thing called first night where it's like New Year's Eve and you get to sort of go. People go outside and there's these ice sculptures and they try and get, you know, selfies and photos. So we got um, we worked we partnered with this company Conventures and we got to go down there and we were literally in negative degree temperature. It was freezing that day. If you remember, you guys don't remember, (laughs) but on our end, it was freezing. And I was able to take, we're taking our units and we're literally dropping them on people's phones because we would see them struggle, right? They do that one take and then you see them pull their phone down, second take, third, because trying to get the light of the ice sculpture behind you and you lit on your phone, very difficult. Your camera is going to either focus on that or on you. So we just walk up to people and say, hey, can we help you? Let's shed some light, right? And we'd throw our moon selfies on their phone and then it would literally like lose their minds. Like, wow, this is incredible. So that experience we've learned over and over again is that having the product and being able to show it makes a difference. So yeah, a show like Shark Tank would make the most sense because we can truly demo the product for the world and get a lot of visibility. But also, you know, if I'm able to land a few sharks while we're doing it, then great. I think that's I think that's the the ultimate sort of a win right there, right? Definitely. Yeah. I think uh, I think we might have something here because I through the show I've come in contact with the guy who decides what goes on to Shark Tank. Yeah. So I can just hook you guys up. I'm not saying you definitely get on, but you could pitch it to him and see what he thinks. For sure. Amazing. Yeah, that'll yeah. be great. Yeah. No, you know, we've got to. I'm all I'm all for those opportunities. And again, I feel our product is one of those products that. You know, a lot of times I, I speak to a lot of different entrepreneurs, you know, like as you do. And sometimes you listen to a product and, and, and people are doing some amazing things, man, like biochemical, you know, chemical companies and people trying to solve real issues in the world. So, so, you know, in the early days of this company, I'd feel sort of embarrassed sometimes. I'd go to people, you know, in a room full of other entrepreneurs and they're like, what are you working on? I'm working on solving the world, you know, water crisis in the world. Great. <laughs> yeah. What are you working on? I'm working yeah. on cancer research. What are you working on? And oh, I'm working on a selfie light. Yeah. <laughs> People got to take better selfies. Yeah. You know, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to solve the world's selfie issues. And then they're like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. But the more you talk to people, it doesn't matter what background they come from. You go through people's social media and you quickly see that. It doesn't matter who you, whether you're a scientist or whether you're a musician or whatever you are, you know, at some point you're going to want to capture a memory. And there's nothing worse that ruins that memory than, getting a terrible photo because we're in the business of reliving our moments these days, right? We go in and we're like, oh, let me go back to my throwback Thursday and see that good moment. And and imagine meeting your favorite celebrity and then taking a photo with them and it's a grainy, dark, crappy photo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that ruins that moment. Even when you post it, you're going to be like, ah, I don't even want to post this thing. Yeah. So so we having and enabling people to do that with the best light, I think, makes the most, makes the most sense. And for us, our product, I just feel you know, we've made a better product. It's yeah. definitely a good niche that you're in because you're not you're not trying to go too wide. It's like it's mo- I th- I would think like it's mostly women, right? Girls, 
we we thought that initially, yeah. and and it's funny with one of our competitors, you know, they they really sort of focused on that market a lot, and their product product, if you look at it, is sort of geared towards that, you know, like it's a lighting case, and it's and it's geared towards that, and they've done a really good job at marketing to to women, um, you know, and and not to even knock their product, but what I will say is that when it comes to men uh, who are using the product. We find they they have this sort of stigma of I don't want to be caught using it because it feels like it's a makeup mirror. Like I'm carrying this giant light and yeah. I'm gonna be that person in a nightclub or at a bar or at a restaurant with this giant light. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we started to talk to a lot of guys and they were like, listen, I want something that's small enough where I'm not gonna be the oh look at that selfie guy or they taking a selfie. I just yeah. want it to be I want to capture a moment with me and my guys, me and my friends, and just boom and and get back to what I'm doing without being too intrusive to people's you know dinner or in the in the nightclub. And and also saving the day, right? We've heard guys. If you one of our if you watch one of our commercials, there's actually a guy in the commercial. He he takes his moon selfie light, and he sees this girl struggling to take a selfie, and he pops it on their phone, turns it on, and they're like, "Wow!" Right? <laughs> and it's a great conversation started too. So we tell guys like, "Listen, you carry one of these, and you see a girl struggling in the club, yep. you put this on her phone. There you go. That's an end. Probably gonna get a number. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hold it up to the camera? Yeah. <laughs> That's it right here. Looks like an earpiece almost. Yeah. Is it waterproof? It's not waterproof, okay. but wow. it's tiny and it's rechargeable with micro USB. Oh, and we put a lot of sort of cool tech into it too. Like one of the things, here's a great example of tech. So the battery will last you, if you, if you charge the battery, it's a one hour charge and it lasts you all night if you're partying, you know, using it a regular, a regular uh, use for like Snapchat and stuff. But if you decide to, let's say, leave it on, right, by accident and you threw it and you left it on the table and you're like, hey, let me go back and get some drinks and you forget it on mm-hmm. at full blast. It'll, it'll last you an hour and a half before it shuts off. But we put in some fail safes in there so that if you did leave it on by accident, in three minutes it'll auto off anyway, just to conserve your battery. Or if you're on a video call like this and you need the light, you just, you can get into a video mode and then boom, you have your lighting the entire time indefinitely. Um, And then the other thing too, you know how, have you ever watched those YouTube videos and you see like the LED lights on headlamps or the taillights flickering? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 well, that's like this thing that happens with LED lights, right? They flicker because they're they're not. It's not a direct power source. So, w- with our LED lights, you're not going to get any flicker. So when you're watching your videos back, you're not going to get these weird horizontal lines and things like that. So a lot of the smart code that we put into this thing to solve a lot of these small issues that people don't even realize they have until they start to compare their old videos and their yeah. old photos to what they're doing now when they have the moon selfie light. Yeah, so you have like before and afters, or like with with light, without light, split. Screen. Yeah. Like I was just in the Apple store today and I, this is something I could see like just, you know, on the counter yeah, at the, the Apple, Apple store, store or something, yeah. you know, just like yeah. next to the accessories. Yeah. Is that what you're looking for maybe? like? Oh, yeah. Apple yeah. store is a great place. I mean, you know, think about the Apple store is think about the traffic that goes into these stores, you know, worldwide. There's a ton of people that go in there and they're looking at products, even if they don't buy it in the Apple store. The initial sort of appeal and attraction comes from the essence of being in the Apple store, right? Mm. You get home, you're like, I remember this thing that I saw. It was pretty awesome because I got to touch it and feel it. And then then you might go on Amazon and buy it or you might go somewhere else to sort of look for it. Or you might make a trip back to the Apple store and buy it. But either way, we want to be in a place like that where we can really sort of showcase the beauty of our product. Because that's one of the things we focused on, too, is the design. There are other products on the market that try and solve the lighting issue. But they don't do it in an elegant way, you know. They, the only they're one, big, they're clunky. Yeah, the only right? one I've seen is the big circle, the big yeah. circle with all the lights on it. You yeah, yeah. I haven't and seen that, any other one. Yeah, and even with that one, for example, right? It, you think about the size of that thing. Like, who wants to carry? Just imagine yourself being out, 
in a club somewhere and you're hanging out and then you pull that thing out of your pocket. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, fits it, in, it, yeah. It, it, just not a good look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. thing's perfect. It's like an earpiece fits right. It's like a, like a Bluetooth. Like I like the yeah. touch part of it, how it'll raise the, how bright it is. You know, that's yeah. great. It's a good little feature right there. Totally. And it's super bright. I mean, it's hard to really see on video, but I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's really, really, really bright. I mean, this, this is me brightening it. And you can even see with my face. Yeah. Just even from that. And then the other cool thing is I can switch, right? So I can go to that warm tone and you can see right there, my complexion is different. Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. Right. Compared to that. And that's the other thing people love about it is because you're going to be in different environments. You might be in the back of an Uber with your friends, you know, pre-gaming, or you might be in, you know, in, you know, in some lounge somewhere and you're like, let's just get this photo. And then the lighting is a little off and it doesn't cut through properly. Switch the color. Boom. You're good to go. Yeah, man. That's really cool. So you've tested this, I guess, like you've done, uh, what is it called, group testing or something? When you, you have yeah. To, yeah. What's it called? Yeah. So, um, so some market testing. So we've done yeah. a lot of validation with our consumers. In, in, in fact, early on when the first prototype, when I had the first prototype made, my co-founder, um, Dixon, we, we made our first sort of prototype and it wasn't really the final thing. It was kind of the hack together, if you will. And I would literally go outside when, as soon as we had the prototype working and go out into the public in the wild and just test it. And I'd find people taking selfies because anywhere you turn, you're going to find someone doing a selfie. And I'd walk yeah. to bars and clubs and be like, hey, I see you guys taking a selfie. You want to try something? And I'd put, put it on their phone. They'd try it. And then they'd be like, oh, it doesn't fit. And i just take notes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too bright. Like, it needs to be a little bit dimmer. i take notes. Oh, you know, I don't really like the idea that it, it, it's this color and it's a little – I take notes. So we'd take all that feedback and then iterate and then we change some, some stuff and then come back, go back into the wild and test some more. Until we got to a point where it was like, the minute you put it on someone's phone and they tried it, they're like, oh, this is great. I love this. <laughs> yeah. And then we did that a bunch of more times. And then we'd actually send it out to other people and, you know, get test, people to test it out uh, for a couple of weeks or months and get their feedback and come back and iterate some more. So um, the true test is going to, you know, the true feedback will come once consumers, you know, get it in their hands and they're using it all the time. But we're confident once people get it in their hands, they're just going to, it's, it's going to become addictive because once you get that light, and you start getting better quality imagery or get better quality videos, there's really no going back. Yeah. Have you thought maybe, I don't even know if this is possible, but <clears throat> could phones eventually have a flash on their front? Is yeah. That so that, you're, that's, a great, that's a great point and a great question. We thought about this early on too. So when I initially had the idea in 2014, my thing was phones are probably going to do it. And I did nothing for a year, like nothing. And a year later, I'm sitting at home and I'm watching TV to show the power pitch. And then, you know, the our competition appears on TV. And I'm just like, wow, like these guys have something good here. They're making this case with lights. And I knew right there and then that there's room in our marketplace because the product I was thinking about was not limited to the iPhone or Samsung's phone. It's You know, it, we have a lot of room in the marketplace for different phones. Now, yeah, can phones do that? Totally. But what we've been seeing in the trend is that Apple has been going the way of removing their be- their bezels, right? Right now, they're the, that old notch that they got in their iPhone X. They're trying to get rid of all of that yeah. and have this really clean screen and the world, you know, you know, sort of an infinity display and yeah. things like that would ruin the infinity display. So for them, they feel they've solved the issue with the flashing screen and some of their software enhancements to, you know, helping their camera a little bit. But no matter what, there's still that fundamental thing where if you're going to take a photo and you open up that aperture on your on your camera, it's only going to open up so far to let in enough light 
that you're still going to lose some information and some and get some grain and the image is not going to be very vibrant and clear. And you always want to start off with a clean image. If the image is clean, then you can post-process it, you can edit it, you can do so much more. You can even print it, right, and have a real actual photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's grainy and, and, and dark, no one's going to want it. So is the fear of them doing that there? Yeah. But even when they do, we still have so many other phones on the marketplace that don't have that option. If you have, um, and, and if you have the iPhone market, you're pretty much good. If iPhones cool. aren't going to have the screen, it, yeah. it doesn't matter if every other phone does. Correct, because that's a that's a massive market in itself. And, but not, but that's the other thing too. Is not only that we found people who, because not everyone is a, is a selfie person, right? Some people are like, I don't really do selfies. I'm more of like I'm a video conferencing person. I, I spend a lot of time on calls on Skype, right? So for those people, it's like, okay, great. You're usually on a tablet, usually on a laptop. You can still take this off. Unlike the cases or anything else, you can take this off and it's small enough. You can put it on those devices and still be able to use the light when you need it and still be able to just use it by itself as a light, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's still its own device. So there are a lot of different other applications and use cases for it. Uh, We've seen actually some other people have been using it for toy, like, um, for like, lighting their toy displays for like macro photography, which is this kind of cool thing they do with dioramas, just kind of interesting. But so there's really kind of real cool ways you can still use the product in that way. Awesome, man. I like it. Have you ever, have you, is this your first uh, invention? Yeah. yeah. As far as the yeah. product goes, definitely my first sort of invention. I have come up with other ideas in the past for other companies and felt like I, I sort of missed, missed opportunities in the past. Um, it's funny, one idea that I did have in the past with, uh, some friends of mine, we had thought of making the, you know how MacBooks never have like a dock, but like Dell's and all these other computers always have a dock. You can just drop it in. One of my what ideas do you, was, What do you mean by dock? I'm not really sure. So, you know, like it's some corporate jobs, you, you get to a computer and there's a laptop, you know, you have a laptop that you carry around, but then you have a monitor, you yeah. have a keyboard and you have a mouse and you've got other accessories. So there's this one dock you can just put your computer in and then it just connects everything at one time. And then everything is sort of connected to your computer oh. without you having to like plug in things. So mm. Windows machines have been notorious for having docs. They've had them forever. Apple never, ever made anything. So at one point I was like, I should make something. I designed something. And again, you know, they, they always say everybody can come up with a good idea, but it comes down to execution. And it was yeah. one of those moments where I had this great idea and did nothing with it. And uh, my friends and I were one day just sitting there watching and we saw this product finally come out. We're like, oh, great. We, we had a year and a half to work on this and we did nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it was, you know, good lessons like that. That taught me, you know, next time around when I had an idea, I wasn't going to waste it. I was going to really push for it. Yeah, you got to go through that stuff, right? In order to, you have to learn how to get through those kind of things in order to get to where you're at now. So you have to, to totally mess up and shit. Yeah, totally. You and gotta, you gotta and, and believe me, you have a, you have in this journey of of being an entrepreneur, there's going to be a lot of mess ups, right? There's, I mean, for, you're gonna like you're gonna mess up a lot, <laughs> uh, but it's really in how you adapt is what I've learned because I've, every entrepreneur I talk to, it's the ones that really succeed and end up making it is because you're gonna have your moment when you fall, you just you're gonna cry, shed a tear, okay, boom. But once you're done doing that, how do I get? How do I solve the problem at hand? And it's really just a a ton of problem solving at different phases of your of your journey. Uh, and if you can overcome those problems and, and, and come up with really good solutions, then you make it to the next part of that journey and you just keep on going, right? Because mm-hmm. no one goes from like, hey, I have this great idea. And then tomorrow you sell your company and you're, you know, multimillionaire. It doesn't matter what company you, 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 you have, right? Whether it's Beats, 
with whatever they did, if you watch their movie, the, the movie um, or the HBO series, they go through all their heartaches they went through, even down to the wire when Apple still had the deal on the table and Dre was about to mess it up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so there's always room for growth, no matter who you are, no matter where you are in the journey of being an entrepreneur. But the, 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 those sort of moments when you fall are, are definitely the ones that help you out for sure. Awesome. Do you see, so do you have other stuff in the works or do you, is this like your baby right now and this is where you're going and then you just see where it leads to from here? Or do you have like other plans, like making your, making this a business almost like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, this is really what I've been working on full time. I mean, uh, so just to sort of give you some uh, more, more input into what the company is like. So when I first started, it was just myself with the idea then I met my co-founder, uh, Dixon, and he is a, is a maker. Like, it's, it's incredible story, actually. He actually was a high school dropout in New York. He went to Stuyvesant, and he dropped. He well, he he says he left, <laughs> but really he dropped out. <laughs> uh, and 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 when he left there, he had this idea of becoming a maker. Like, you know, he wanted to make things with his hands and really see something he made be out there into the world. And fate would bring us together because in that time I was running my design and cinematography company and I filmed the commercial for a accelerator program he was a part of. And the way he got into this accelerator program was it was for high school kids. So he technically was a high school kid at the time, <laughs> even though he had left school a long time ago. Uh, so he sort of hacked his way into this thing, but he made this really cool product. And I remember thinking, man, this dude is talented. Like he made this thing with his hands. It was like a pill dispenser. And I was like, you know, and the time came when it was time for me with my idea. And I, I approached him and I said, listen, can you make this thing that I'm trying to work on? He's like, yeah, I could totally make that. And then it became two of us. Right. And then from there, we were like, OK, well, what do we do now? How do we actually get this product to the market? There's a lot of missing pieces that we got to do. So we had to build our team uh, from there. We found, you know, an advisor An advisor started helping us out and pointing us in the right direction. And then we, from one advisor, we had another one who joined us to help with our financials and became, you know, our, our interim C- CFO at the time. And then we're like, okay, we got to really build this thing out, right? So the team grew. Now it's actually, you know, myself, my, my co-founder. We have an influencer marketer, marketing manager. We have a PR manager. How do you um, how do you find all these people? Like, how do you find the in the uh, the CFO, the guy who wants to invest, and like? the guy, the other guy that you were saying, like, how do you find those kind of people? You know, it's, it's, it's networking. I mean, for, the one thing I'll say is, you know, if you, I, I'm one of those people where when I meet somebody for the first time, you know, when you go to these networking events, sometimes you meet people, you get business cards and then you end up, let's say with 30 business cards. And then you're like, ah, you, you decide you're going to follow up with one or two people. I'm one of those people that actually follows up with everyone. Oh, wow. <laughs> like I will send you an email and be like, we need to connect. And then we will actually connect. We'll actually have coffee. We'll meet somewhere. We'll, we'll, we'll interact because those are the interactions where you you meet, just having a conversation, right? You end up meeting somebody who's like, oh, wait, you're working on this. Actually, my last company used to be owned by this other guy who happens to do X, Y, and Z. And it happens to be in line with what I'm working on. Introduction has been made, right? Yeah. And in this world of sort of meeting talent or investors, I think you need those warm introductions from people, right? Nothing is better than a, re- yeah. than a reference. Right. So Putting yourself um, I, out there. I, I, I'm a firm believer in that whole networking and keeping in touch with people. So I did that. I did a lot of that. In fact, my one of our key advisors at our company used to be my boss two, three companies before that, you know, years ago. I've known him for over almost 18 years now. And 
he, he you know he was a boss back then and now he's advising now because we kept that relationship going you know, even throughout the process of me finding new work and things like that so i think finding people is not as difficult if you have a large network and i mean by large network is if, if i'm connected to you you know and i have let's say my network is 20 people and your network is 20 people if i'm connected to you my network is really 40 people right yeah. uh, and and that's really what you want to do is really maintain those relationships so that in the future um, you know, when you do need something, you can either go to these people and a lot of times they'll just recognize it. They'll see this is a good person. You know, I hang out with this guy. We spend time together. I know what they're working on. I have a solution to help them in this area and they'll offer it. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of what we did. And then, you know, some of it is, some of it is luck, right? It, it, it's, it's luck that shows up, but even if luck is around, you still have to be ready for it. So a lot of it was getting ready for the times when, you know, if a lucky break shows up, you're actually, you actually know how to act on it. Yeah. You're creating your own luck by going out and talking to these people, though. Yeah, showing yeah. up. Yeah. Definitely just showing up. So when did you decide that, like, this is what you're doing and you cut ties with everything else? And, like, how was that transition and how did that feel of, like, all right, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, I it hope it's going to be all right. You know, how was it? Man, uh, it scary is not even the word, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I think – and I think back to – you know, um, even when I was a kid, I think my, a lot of um, things prepare you for life, right? Like uh, when I was growing up, our lifestyle was pretty, pretty decent. You know, my parents lived a pretty good life. And, you know, um, but then at some point in time, finances weren't great. You know, I was supposed to go to this particular college I had applied for and I got into and I couldn't even afford to go to it. Um, so I didn't get the opportunity to go to any school after that. I just had to sort of work my way through jobs and, and, and find my own path. But, but in those moments of sort of defeat, I, I picked myself up enough times to know that even if I ended up broke somewhere, uh, I would always be able to get out of it yeah. because uh, I, I, because I am, you know, I'm tenacious. I'll, I'll find a way. Right. Mm -hmm. So those sort of things that were embodied in me earlier on when it came time to make this decision, it was really I said, you know, I had to, you know, I sat down with my wife and I told us, listen, we, I, I think I want to go for it and do this. And go part baby, of it was getting her, her buy in as well, because, you know, she's it's part of the, she's part of the team, so to speak. Right. Uh, and the person who inspired the, the idea. Um, but it was it's risky because you're like, I'm, I'm about to give everything up, my stable job or my my paycheck that I currently have and my lifestyle yeah. to basically live like a, like like the world is going to is going to end for however long it's going to take to get the, past this journey. So, yeah, it's it's scary. Like you, 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 yeah. you literally think you're about to do the worst thing you could possibly ever do until you start doing it. Then you realize, OK, maybe there's something here. Yeah. Gain, um, and then you momentum. go from that next thing that tells you maybe there's something here. And then at some point you're going to get validation. Right. Um, my validation was sort of the moment when we sat down with an investor and he said, you know, I like this. This is great. I'd love to be a part of this. And that was a moment of validation. So, yeah. so I think you, you're going to go through those sort of moments. Uh, but that that's what sort of prepared me for for that scary dive into yeah. into, into going full time it's on this leap of faith. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a leap of faith, but also if you have a good support system, that helps, right? If even if I'm not talking financial support system, I'm just talking like somebody in your very close circle who's willing to to say, you know what, go for it, yeah. and support you through those moments because eventually, some people's patience sort of sort of runs out. They're like, oh, this thing will never make it, or this thing will never get where it's supposed to go. You know, good luck with that thing. You know, and then it's true, you'll start to notice who the people who should be in your circle are very quickly. Um, and then the ones who remain strong through that journey are the ones that sort of take the ride with you, so to speak. Um, yeah, that's how it goes. It, 
yeah but it's definitely a scary journey like i you know that's if it was if it was easy that saying when they say if it was easy everyone would do it it's it's true because it's not easy right It's it's a tough thing to do because there's nothing like having security yeah yeah when you, lack of security is a very scary thing <laughs> it's a different a little different scenario for me but i think it's pretty similar how i'm trying to make this my job you know so i'm trying yeah. to make money from this so it's kind of like some people there's always gonna be the doubters like the haters that you were talking about yeah but uh the people that still support it you know like that's who's going to be with me when i'm up there and i'm not yeah. going to give up so there's no other option. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And 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 that's and that's really what it comes down to. What it's about is like it, the people who who keep at it are the ones that end up winning. It's it, that simple. It's like running a marathon, right? Um, you could say I ran a 10k all you want. If you didn't make it to the finish line, you didn't really. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you 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 know you ran. Now you could still like lavish in the fact that you tried, which is great. But the ones that keep on going, even if they're the last to the finish line. They just keep at it and keep on going and keep on going and keep on going. That resilience is what ends up like getting you to the finish line and winning. Um, whereas you could sprint all you want in the beginning and show off all you want and say, oh, I'm the fastest runner. And then you stumble at some point, you break your knee and go, oh, I guess I can't continue. No, but it's the dude who says I broke my knee and I'm going to still keep going. I'm going to yeah. crawl my way to the finish line. Yeah. Those ones that end up making it. It's not a race. If you're, if you're getting, if you're, if someone makes it, makes it when they're 25 or someone makes it when they're 35, like who, yeah. who lost? No one lost. Like, Correct. Failure is part of it, you know? Yeah. Failure, yeah. Failure, you know, it's an interesting. failure until you give up. It's an interesting subject, failure. Um, give me one second. I'm sorry. My, my, I actually didn't plug my laptop in and it just gave me a battery warning. Yeah. So I don't want to end up losing you. <laughs> no, no problem. Uh, I'll say hi to uh, Sandra because we're live on Twitch right now. So what's oh, up, great. Sandra? She gives her best regards. Hi, Sandra. <laughs> I love this platform of Twitch. Are you familiar with it, Ed? Yeah, very familiar. <clears throat> yeah, so we're there twitching. We go. I'm plugged in. Great. All right, so failure. But yeah, as I'll say, failure is it, failure is an interesting thing because uh, you know sometimes I've watched a few videos on this and people have different takes on failure. You know, you watch. I think there was a video Will Smith posted talking about failure on his Instagram. He said, fail often, fail, and, and, and no one is, none of us entrepreneurs are in the business of failure. Like, it's not our, we're not saying, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of a, a, a silly way of looking at things. Like, I'm going to get up today and I'm going to fail so that I can be better. It's like, no, you, you try your hardest not to fail. Like, when you fail, it's a bad, it's a bad day. Um, it, but the, if it's not really about the failing, it's really about what you do when you when you get to that point. And I don't like to look at them as failures, right? Failure for me is is a is a totality. Like I did this project, and at the end of it all, I failed at it. What do I take from this? Whereas the other moments where I go, like let's say I try and I you know to go to a pitch event, I pitch my product, and everyone boos, right? I can't count that as a failure. I just have to count that as a misstep. Yeah, you know, I look at it and road. go, okay, there's something that I didn't do correctly that caused the audience to boo. What is it? And then I will look through and find, you know, play, do a playback and see, okay, oh, that's what I did wrong. I was arrogant or I did, et cetera. I need to tweak this. I need to change this. And then you go back and you do the same thing again. And if you get a different response, then you're on the right track. If you get the same response, then it's one of two things, either a, you're not doing your job like you should be and really taking those notes seriously and learning from them. Or B, you have a dud. Your product is not what it needs to be at. And in that scenario, you go back to the drawing board and you figure it out again. What is it that needs to happen? <clears throat> and you do this enough times 
that you're you're able to be like, okay, now I understand what I'm doing. I understand where my objectives are, where my goal is going. And that's what the, so the failure part of it is, right? It's like not doing those things and then everything goes away. That's the true failure in my eyes. It's almost like you can't fail. It's a, it's like, in, it's your own perception of what failure is. Cause let's say in some universe, I, this podcast stopped. Like yeah. it could be considered a failure because I didn't end up making, making money from it or whatever, making it. But mm-hmm. if I took something out of it, then is it really a failure if I learned something from it? And that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. It's just, a, it's your mindset, your paradigm shifting. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. And when you think about it, I mean, I look back at my sort of career and my career path, I've had different sort of random careers that brought me to even, even it's interesting when I started making and shooting videos, I, it happened by accident. You know, I wanted to shoot a music video for a friend of mine and I, I went to look for a director to direct it and I couldn't find anybody I liked. So I took that, that money I was going to spend on the music video and I went and bought my own gear and I filmed one. And it was one word from one person who had watched the video that encouraged me to keep going. He, he saw the video and he goes, oh, wow, this is pretty good. You know, and, and I'm like, thank you. He goes, what is this, like your 11th video? And I'm like, no, it's my first one. And he goes, wow, a lot of people don't make their videos look like this till they've really been doing it. Great work. And, I, and in that moment, I was like, ooh, opportunity. I can do this and add this to my resume is something that I do, but I, I had to teach myself. I didn't know anything about photography. I didn't know anything about lighting. And I would go on YouTube, watch so many videos. I'd, and that's the other thing too, is people, you know, in this sort of failure or not failure, people like to make a lot of excuses. Oh, I don't have the tools. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't have the resources. Yeah. We live in an age right now where There's this anything. is the greatest computer you can ever have in your life. I mean, when I was growing up, it was Encyclopedia Britannica. That's what I had, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and MS-DOS was the Windows platform. So this is amazing, right? So for someone to say, I don't have the resources. No, you do. There's people who are making videos and giving you content for free on how to do stuff. So I spend my entire days just learning and learning. And then I go out there and I'd shoot and I'd shoot. But I didn't even realize at that moment that was preparing me for this journey. So even in moments when I would shoot something, I'm like, oh, I hate this. This is the worst thing I ever produced. Oh, my clients are going to be so mad at me or whatever the case is. And I look back at it and go, okay, that got me to this. That was a learning stage to get me to this. And I'm using all those lessons now as I go back. So it's, that's sort of how I look at it. It all adds up. It's the, the, yeah, we've no, said it, it before, the Steve Jobs line, you can only connect the dots going backwards. You can't connect them going forwards. You don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. yeah. That's where he goes. Did you always have this mindset, this entrepreneurial mindset? Did, or do you like read a lot of books? Did you see a video? Documentary? It's funny. I, it, I don't, I've, I've always sort of had it. I think because when I was younger, my, my mom instilled it in me. My mom is probably the person that, that really turned me into this sort of entrepreneur without, without me even realizing it. And, um, she would do little things. And I encourage this to anyone who's a parent, right? Um, if you're, if you're going to be a parent or you are a parent <clears throat> to do these certain things that my, my mom did this, like when I was, I would literally sit down sometimes I'd come home from school and I'd slouch and my mom would come back and she'd tap me in the back, sit up straight. <laughs> And she did that so often, I'd be like, come on, right? You know, like it's <laughs> annoying. But I didn't realize that sitting up straight helped my confidence. When I'd, and then I'd walk slow whenever we're going somewhere to the car. So I come to the car and I say, why are you taking so long? Walk like you have purpose. So she'd say all these little things and these nuances. And then yeah. even the way she dressed me, like I was wearing suits, like pretty much. I remember, I can't remember when I wasn't in a suit in my childhood. My mom would wow. always put me in a suit. 
And <laughs> mind you, I went through my own sort of, you know, I went through the Timberland and Jersey phase. I went through the Rockaway phase. I went through every single, single thing. I'm pretty fashionable. Um, but as far as suits go, I would be like, why do you keep wearing me? Like, it's embarrassing. I'm going to school in a suit. <laughs> like, come on. Right. But I look back at that, like she was trying to basically separate me from the crowd, right? Yeah. Like you, you need to see yourself different and at a different level at, on all, at all times. And then so you can have this perception of yourself that you are great and you can achieve things that are the impossible. So I, that would, that's where my entrepreneurial spirit sort of came from. My mom had always these great ideas and she was like, I have this great idea, Ed, you know, help me work on this. Help me work on that. Help me do this. And I do little things to help her, whether it was printing something out or designing a logo or whatever it was, you know. So. I think that was where I started. And I honestly can tell you, I, I didn't read many books. <laughs> I'm not a book kind of guy. I'm a video content kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, when YouTube started becoming big with like videos, that's when I really sort of started to get into it, right? I started watching people like Gary Vee, um, you know, um, even the, the all the sharks, like things like Tony Robbins. Before there was even Shark Tank, I'd watch all those sort of videos that they would put out online. Um, so, but, I, and that's what I do now. But at that time, I can really sort of trace back that entrepreneurial lineage to my mom because she did very little things from time to time. In fact, this is a great story. (laughs) So when I was 16, I wanted to become a rapper, right? I was going to be, that was my thing. I'm like, I'm going to become a rapper. I'm going to get a deal. So I had a drum machine, a little Zoom rhythm drum machine in in our house, and I made an entire album inside our bathroom. (laughs) And when I was done with the album, I played it for my mom. My mom goes... She goes, I don't think it's really that good. Now, this is my mom. So, of course, I'm furious. Right? I'm like, what do you mean it's not that? You're supposed to support me and love me. And she's like, no, I think it's missing something. I think you need a little bit more soul in it. And she's like, and I said to her, what do you know about hip hop? She goes, yeah. you know what? You're right. I might be wrong. She goes, but she asked me one pivotal question. She goes, do you believe that this is the best album that there is out there? And I said, I absolutely believe that. She goes, do you believe you can get a deal from this? I said, yes, I can. Kid you not, my mom comes, I come back home the next day. My mom comes back. She shows me, she says, we have two tickets to New York City this weekend. I'm going to take you to, on Friday, I'm going to take you to New York. We're going to go to Def Jam. What? And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And we, sure <laughs> wow. enough, I go and I literally get my ear pierced the, the next day. I'm like, <laughs> I get my new gear. I'm like, I'm about to get a deal. Get the look going. We, we, get, to, we get to New York and we're outside the Universal building and and we're, and there's this two escalators that go up and down. There's this big marble sort of entrance, and there's security guards there. And she goes up to the front. She's like, "Can um, we want to you know talk to somebody about my son? You know, he's a musician." And they tell us, "Do, do you have an appointment?" And we're like, "No." I'm like, "Wait, you don't have an appointment? You just brought us to New York without an appointment?" <laughs> and she's like, and "She's like, no, we don't have an appointment." They're like, "Well, no appointment, no access. Get out." So we are out on the street in front of this building. And some guy comes out who looked like he was a rapper. My mom stops him. She goes, hey, you know, my son has an album. He's trying to get heard up there. Can you listen to it? And I had my disc man with me. I pull it out and he <laughs> oh listen. He's God. like, and he's just like, ooh, I like this. I like this. This is hot. <laughs> so we, we get into the building. And I remember going up the escalator. And we walk in. And it's like, the, remember when plasma TVs were like the newest thing? Yeah. They were like brand new at that time. And yeah. it's like Ludacris is on one TV. You know, um, Ja Rule's on another TV. And I'm waiting in this waiting room. And we get called into a conference room. And this guy, Dex Diamond, uh, meets us in the conference room. This and I'll action. never forget it. He <laughs> takes the action. CD. Yeah, his name was Dex Diamond. He takes the CD. He was an A&R at, at the time. He takes the CD and he puts it in this machine, in, 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 the, in the Macintosh-like player. And, um, we're, and, and he plays the first song. And this is, his, this is, I kid you not, his reaction. He's just like this. First song is playing and he, he's not moving. He's like this. 
no movement whatsoever. What is like, what's going through your head at this part? At I'm this like, moment? I'm killing it. He he has no emotion. He, he can't even. He doesn't even want to do it himself. I'm so good. That's what's <laughs> through my head at this moment. And then he plays the entire first song to the entirety of it. Then he goes to the second song and he skims for about 15 seconds. Next song, 10 seconds. Next song, five. And he just boom, 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 boom. Ejects it, puts it in the case, and closes it. Looks at me, looks at my mom, and he goes, "You're his mom, right?" She goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Yeah, I kind of figured you're not a manager." Okay. Do you want me to give him the truth or the Hollywood truth? And, my, and I go, give me the truth. And he tells me right there. And then he goes, all right, your beats are not good. Whoever made this thing, it's pretty awful. It, 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 the, the, the rapping is very monotone. You know, it was like, no, 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 no. When you listen to music, it's supposed to have sway and rhythm. And I'm like, oh, man. And he's like, you, did you see me move at all? I said, no. He goes, when you hear a song, your body should instantly start moving. I didn't feel any of that. And then he's going on and on and on. And I'm just being like, it's like a boxing match, man, with like Tyson. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. And then my mom looks at me. She goes, she goes, well, yeah, I think this was a good experience. And he goes, honestly, Ludacris, we didn't sign him the first time. We didn't sign a lot of people that came through these doors the first time. Sometimes people had to come back a second or third time because if you're really passionate about it, you can change. He goes, now, listen. You're rapping, I would give up on rap. You're a better singer than you are a rapper. So I'll just work on the singing voice. And then your beats aren't terrible. You just need to get a little better with this. We left that meeting before we were about to get, you know, go go eat and get back on the next bus back to Boston. We we, you know, and I remember my mom asking me, she goes, How do you feel? And I and I said, I feel great. And I remember saying to her, Thank you so much for bringing me here because as much as I got beat up today. I feel so much more motivated that I made it into the doors of this building. How yeah. many people ever get that opportunity? Yeah, to, to walk to through even the doors amazing and get story. feedback from these people. Yeah. So that that's where you know I think if you're a parent, one, I think this goes two things. If you're a parent, it's important for your parents to do those kinds of things, even if you think it's gonna hurt. Because for me, that was a painful but yet pivotal moment in my life because I came back and I sold that old drum machine. I bought an MPC. Mm -hmm. I got serious about my production and I got really, really good at it. And but through that production, I was like, oh, I got to make myself uh, a CD, a CD cover. And then I got really into design more than I ever was. And that's what became my career down the path. I started designing things for other companies because every single thing I did got me into software. It got me into more learning more about the technicalities of things, which brings me to where I'm at today through those experiences. So I think that's really really key as far as like yeah. learning learning where you get these things from so to answer your question no books that was my path right? you're, ta- you're talking to a guy who makes beats right yeah here, by i used the to way. do man what if you walk through those doors again though what if you got the mpc you got the drums down i think at, at that time i probably would have been able to lend myself something or at least be able to sell some productions to some people right. i got really good at it. I had the mpc i used reason yeah. Um, pro tools like i you know and my my partner at the time we were like making tons of tracks writing for a bunch of artists here um and then but it, it all of that was really the journey i didn't even realize it at the time that journey was meant to take me to making videos yeah because it was through that journey that i was like oh i'm really good at this music thing i want to make a video for my friend and it started on the journey to making videos and because i learned so much through that experience i was ready when the time came when that when that problem presented itself inside that restaurant with my wife, you know, it was like, oh, light bulb moment because you need light. Right. And and that's without me having gone through the Def Jam, you know, being kicked out of Def Jam's office and and all of these other experiences I went through in life. I wouldn't be I wouldn't have been ready for that opportunity and I would have missed it. Yeah. And jumping into the video program was probably a lot easier after getting used to the music program because it's very similar. 
yeah, yeah, it's very similar, right? It's like arranging tracks, it's like arranging, you know, mm-hmm. you know um, clips. It was really kind of the same thing for me. So being able to go from software to software and, and, and build from that. And then even through that, everything for me was a necessity. I was like, okay, I'm making music. I'm, I want to get online to show people my music. I need a website. And I had no one to make a website for me, so what did I do? I taught myself how to make a website. Yeah. Uh, and then through that, through that experience, I ended up starting a company, which was my web development company, and I ended up doing projects with tons of clients. Um, but it was through all of these sort of experiences and failures, right, if you will, uh, that got me ready for that. Yeah, but it's really like it's all those little wins, you know, it's yeah. little wins stacked up. It's like, all right, first I'm going to teach myself this. All right, I can do that. Then I'm, yeah. then I'm gonna teach myself that. All right, I can do that. And then that's how, like, I feel like the entrepreneurial spirit comes into play too, because it's like, all right, the more I'm able yeah. to show myself that I can do what I actually am setting out to do and what I want to do, you know, it's just that conviction builds up, right? Yeah, totally. And and, and yeah. the other piece of that also is, you know, and I am a firm believer in you can learn something from anyone. You know, um, being able to be receptive to people when they when they share their advice or their opinion, it doesn't always mean people, you know, sometimes they say take it with a grain of salt. But I like to, you know, salt bay it, you know, take it with a lot of salt. Throw the salt on there. Yeah, some people might really be giving you some sort of criticism that you might think is the most, ah, they're trying to hate on me. But if you really sort of pick it apart and think there might be a little nugget of something in there that you can take and use with you in the future. So I'm a firm believer in everyone can be a teacher and everyone can be a student. It doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. I could be in a room, put me in a room today with every shark on Shark Tank, and they will learn something from me. Mm-hmm. I will learn a ton from them, but I guarantee you they're going to take away something and be like, oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. Because if they're receptive to that information, yeah, you gotta be it, open it, just, to it, it helps them grow. It helps everyone grow. So that, I think for me, every, anytime somebody would, would, was willing to listen and was willing to tell me about their journey, I was willing to just sit there and just kind of take it. And even if it's a subject matter I'm a pretty good expert at, right? I've, I've set, I love cars. Cars are my thing. And people would sometimes sit down and be like, oh, you see the new Lambo that came out? The da, 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 da. And I'm sitting there going, interesting. Yeah, I know these facts, but I want to hear their perspective. So I, I pretend like I know, I erase the fact that I know anything about yeah. it, at that subject, and just listen. And you'd be surprised. You hear something, you're like, no, nah, I didn't know that. You're kidding me. And then down the road, you're Googling and thinking, well, here I was. I thought I knew everything there was to know, and I was wrong. So... Being able to be receptive to, you know, people's, um, you know, advice and things that people share with you, I think is also part of that. Yeah, man. I think the the money question here is where is this album? Like, why? What, how do I listen to this? <laughs> where, what's going on? Yeah, you know, one, that of these, one of these days, album. I'm sure it's going to be leaked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you still have it? You know where oh, it is? Oh, I still have it, yeah. That's what? amazing. Do you have That's it? amazing. That's the money question. I still have it. And every 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 so often, I listen to it to kind of, um, you know, to kind of go back to that moment. Yeah. And uh, and just and I just laugh. I just kind of think of like, man, what made me think I was really good at this time? <laughs> so, um, but it, it, it's one of those nostalgic moments that takes me back to where I came from. And it, it grounds me a little bit because... You know, sometimes we get lost in this idea of, and it happens to everyone, right? You're building a company and in your mind, you're like, I want to be super successful and successful. The word success gets very blurry very quickly because to some people it's like successful means I want to have a yacht. You know, um, I call it the boats and hose uh, <laughs> um, uh, syndrome from like the, yeah. the, the movie, right? So yeah. people are like, I want to get super successful. I want to be rich. I want to have cars. I want to have, and it's like, you, you can get lost in that very quickly. So you've got to find things in your life that ground you to kind of bring you back to reality. And for me, that album is one of those things that I can instantly play and realize that, no, even in the moment that I thought I was the greatest thing ever, 
I was reduced to nothing <laughs> in yeah. like a matter of minutes. So it's good to sort of have that reflection where you can go back and be like, hey, remember that moment? Don't don't get ahead of yourself now. You know, you, you could get reduced to nothing. Slow yeah. down and really appreciate these moments you have right now and focus on the next goal and get past it. And that's it. Awesome. What What's your why? You, you know Simon Sinek? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your why for doing this? Is it, It's not money, I'm guessing. No, I think for me is really time. Um, you know, I've, I I want to be able to have time. Um, one of the things that we can't buy, unfortunately, everyone knows this is time. We can't we can't buy time. Um, but what being sort of financially successful allows you to do is it gives you the freedom to be able to give yourself time. Um, I'll give you an example. Right when I worked for in the corporate world, I was working not a nine to five. It was like a seven to seven to eight and nine because you're constantly working trying to like. Just be the best you can be there and really prove yourself out. And then the, the boss is throwing projects at you. And you really, time just flies. You have no time for yourself, no time to grow, no time to like take care of your body, no time to sleep. And all of those sort of things happen. So I figure what I want right now is I, I'm in my, I'll call it my youthful prime, if you will, right? Where I can work, I can slave as much as possible. I can deprive myself of sleep, as terrible as that is, but I can yeah. do it at this stage because... At a certain stage, I want to be able to have the time so that I can spend time with my family and not have to be thinking, oh, man, if I spend time with them, that means I'm not getting paid by this thing. No, I want to be at the point where it's like even as I'm spending time with them, there's financial security that's all set and that's continuing to come even while I'm doing that. So my why is really, you know, time for me to be able to do things that really matter. Um, and I'm really passionate. Like, I I mean, my youngest um, son is is autism. I'm really passionate about that. So I, I would. For me, I would love to help figure that out, right, from his perspective um, and through my eyes and his eyes and his mother's eyes and all these things and just kind of like help people in that area. But I can't do that while I'm 100% doing this and 100% doing that. It's like it has to come a point where you get to a, to a success in your life where you can say, now that I am successful, whatever that success is, I now have, for me, time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that time is great, man. You can travel, you can see the world, you can learn about other cultures, you can eat different foods. You know, so that for me is important. The money is just the the, the avenue that helps me do those things, but it's it comes down to time. Well, helping as many people as possible. That's kind of I think that's my why. Yeah, I would say. And I guess time too. That's a great one. <laughs> you get it now? Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with yeah, time. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and helping people. I think what you're doing, you know, you don't. It's funny how some people may not even realize it. It's something as simple as as talking, right? Um, we're sitting here, we're having a conversation, but this is helpful because it, it even as we're having this conversation, I'm sitting here reflecting on these moments yeah. in my past that every, the last two months, nowhere, no conversation would have ever brought these things to light, right? Awesome. Like you know, my old album days and all that. <laughs> um, but we're having this conversation, and from this experience that I just shared, who knows what, you know, you're going to take something from it, both of you, and someone listening is going to take something from it, and it just perpetuates, right? Um, yeah. And then maybe one day in the archive of your story, people will be going back, hey, remember the video you did with so-and-so, or that girl, this guy, and, 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 and it really did this for me. I was at a moment in my life where I needed to hear that, and that one thing happened. So I think all of those things are super important. I think what you're doing, even just having these conversations in this forum, is super important. That's why I think this will be successful because people need an outlet to be able to speak. Um, and yes, it's great. I get to tell the world about my product and they get to see it, which if you know they can they can go online and find it. That's all good and great. But 
a lot of times when it comes to products and, and the things you do is you, you support people, right? If people like what we're doing, what you're doing, and people like what, what I'm doing or what other, another entrepreneur is doing, um, they will support and they'll get behind whatever there is that they're trying to get, get to. Um, and even if, if the thing is wrong or it's not quite baked, fully baked, they're going to they're gonna help them, right? They're going to be like, listen, man, I heard this thing you did and I heard something that really caught my eye and I didn't really like how you said this. You know, here's some feedback for you for next time. And you can grow from that, right? Because this is preparation for the next one and the next one. So, so I'm all for this type of thing right here is helping yeah. people out. Yeah, it's awesome. I know what you're saying. I have this someone, one of my friends, he's listened to every episode. And he told me the other day like how different they are now and how much better the audio is and how the Twitch is popping off a little bit. And like they like the idea of it. And yep. that's something that really I took to heart, I guess. Yeah. And uh, that... I mean, that's pretty much what it's about. I mean, just growing, I guess. The way you could see us growing throughout, you know, like I never thought I would even be streaming live video when I first started. I thought I was just going to be putting it on iTunes. Yeah. And I was kind of naive, too, like just thinking, All right, I'll throw this on iTunes and I'll become the biggest podcast and that's it. But it's like there's so much more that goes into it. Absolutely. And, and you know, and part of it, you know, marketing is, marketing is, I would say, one of my core strengths is, you know, being able to sort of market a product. But one thing that I've learned, you know, in, in all things marketing is um, you have to be your own champion, but at the same time, you need to have other people champion you. And the way to do that is by getting people involved in these things, right? Because you, for example, you, I come to your show and we have this great conversation. Um, I'm feeling pumped about it. I'm thinking, oh, this is awesome. Like, I, I want to share this after. I want yeah. people to be able to hear, like, my story. My no, Not many people know that Def Jam story, by the way. Like, very <laughs> few people know that story. And when my cousin hears this, he's going to be like, oh, you told that story. So, <laughs> so good. Um, but, it's, but it's great that I was able to get that, right, and say this story. And hopefully, if Dex Diamond ever hears this, because I would love to meet this guy again. It was pretty cool. <laughs> It was pretty cool to have that experience. And, you know, he inspired something in me by basically telling me I'm the worst rapper he had ever yeah, <laughs> right. heard. Um, but it's, 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 I think that's kind of what it's about, right? Being able to sort of go back to something like this. So, so again, I'm all for it. And I think um, what you're doing and, 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 and as you grow, you're going to start to see that more people will start sharing. There'll be more avenues to market it and um and then the guests are only going to get better and better with time and it, i'm not not to even say the guests you had weren't the greatest um which i think everyone who comes on it this type of show is pretty phenomenal because it takes a lot to just even do this type of form anyway yeah. um but then the guest all of a sudden will be somebody that is somebody you look up to like a gary view comes onto your show and you're sitting there sort of starstruck and all like wow this is the guy i list all his videos and now he's telling me about this on here so that everyone else can hear it Everyone who listens to me can hear it. And I think that's what you want to get to is that point of how do I go from where I'm at now to the next next milestone? And what are the steps I have to take in between that to get to that next milestone? And I could see it too. Like once I could, I visualize interviewing these people and like I can see it happening and every day I still see it. So like I know it's going to happen and it's really exciting to think about it. I've, I've already had the starstruck kind of thing with like the people from MTV like I... Yeah. Oh, I was just watching you yesterday. How am I like at your apartment talking to you? This is weird. This is crazy. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. And uh, I don't know. It goes away quickly. Like, it, I was like, oh, this is just a normal person that's on yeah. television. You know, that's the difference. Yeah. Like, they're just a normal person. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. Yeah, taking that taking that feeling away is pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. How do we? 
Oh, wait. Actually, I want to hit you with like a Shark Tank kind of question. Sure. <laughs> um... So you have you have no sales. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna give you uh I'm gonna give you uh what's the bald guy, Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. So you're telling me you have no sales at this point. Yeah, How, we have uh, people are pre-ordering on our site, but right now we are pre-revenue. So you're, you're pre-revenue at this point. Yeah. How are you supporting yourself? Uh, that's what so, <laughs> yeah, so I think part of it, you know, for me, I had to sort of make the ultimate sacrifice, right? Uh, when I decided I wanted to take this journey. Um, I had to look at what are the what are the things I can cut in my life to help myself with costs. So, you know, at the time, my wife and I looked at each other and I said, we, we, you know, let's condense. Let's move out of our current place. You know, it was selling at the time, move out of our current place and 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 go stay in a sort of more reasonable situation. And in this case, it's her mother-in-laws that we're with. And um, but having that, again, support system is really super crucial. Um, and then giving up creature comforts. Right. You know, there's certain things you can not you don't have to have. Like we went to dinner. We used to go to dinner all the time. That's how the whole selfie thing started, because we would be in Boston eating out yeah. almost every other night. And you give up those things and you say, all right, I'm going to go through and, 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 and use my savings um, to sort of sustain me. Right. Because for me, my, my company was if I'm not working, I'm not getting a check. That was how that worked for me, because it was my own my own company that I was running. So. So at some point, there comes the, the, you know, the moment where you have to say to yourself, what am I willing to give up in order for the, to have this journey? And I was willing to give up a whole lot. You know, my wife was willing to give up a whole lot to do that because she believes so much in the product. So, you know, so, so there's a lot of a lot of people who are in our back in our back corner who are sort of like really there for us, who have been helping with that sort of journey and, and sort of self-supporting. Um, I am in the middle right now of another, you know, f- funding round uh, with with investors. So we're. You know, we'll get to a point where that's not going to be an issue anymore. Nice. Um, but even in that scenario, we still want to be smart. I always like this. Yeah. My thinking is, is if you're a company, and I talked to this guy um, who's an, actually, he's actually an investor and is one of the coolest guys I spoke to. I had a conversation with him today, actually. His name is Alden. And one of the things he told me, you know, at, at an event once, he's like, listen, you have to function as if you are broke. In a startup, because the minute startups usually get money, they go, you know, higher, higher, higher crazy or they want to spend money really quickly and do things and try things. And and you can burn through millions of dollars very quickly. Just just trying stuff. Right. So you want to be very strategic. And my whole thing is I like to always look at it as if we, we bootstrapped in the beginning. We didn't have to spend money to be able to get to this point. Let's continue to have that same mentality and mindset. And then when the time comes, when we do need to spend money, we can be very, very strategic about it. Um, that way you have money in the bank and you're, you know, you're seeing revenues come in and you're prepared for, for anything that could go wrong. Because in the world of startups, anything and everything will go wrong. Yeah. So you want to make sure you have that sort of protection. So you know where you're going. That's it. Yes. It's amazing. Absolutely. I love that. How can the audience and us check out the product? Where can we look at it? So you can go to, uh, to our website, which is moonselfie.me, M-E. Uh, and you can go on there, you can see all kinds of videos and just sort of check out the product. The website will get you some pretty good insight on what the product is all about. Um, you know, and the, we're looking to right now we're slated to sort of ship our product by summertime. Um, so Q, Q2, end of end of Q, early Q2 into the mid Q2 is when we're going to be shipping the product. Because um, right now we're just getting into production. So. Yeah, so if you go on our site, you can check it out there. Um, you can also pre-order um, now if you want to order the product. Um, um, and yeah, <clears throat> and I'll even do this. I'll even, I'll even, 
I'll even at, at a certain point, once we get our official launch, just for your listeners, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll remind me when, when we were offline to make sure I get you guys a, a discount code you can share with, um, yeah, with promo your audience. Code, nice. Yeah. Promo so, code. Um, but yeah, when, when, but that's what we're aiming to do right now is like, we want to make sure for me, my top of mind goals are the product has to be perfect. I, I want our customers when they get it and experience it for the first time, they go, this was well thought out. This was well designed. This thing works. It's beautiful. Um, and you know, and really, 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 really love the product. Yeah. I um, love, I love this. I don't know if you can see it, but I love the before and after. Yeah. Like trying to, Oh, it's totally different. It's, it's in the corner of my screen, but yeah, being able to slide it, seeing like before how dark it was and then how light right. it is after yeah. it's really cool. I love yeah. it, man. So and I'm, 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 I'm a confident when people see this product and they get it in their hands and and they use it. It's gonna, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a game changer. Especially if you're big on Snapchat, you're big on anything live, or, or just, I mean, just it, capturing moments. Really, when it comes down to it, is what makes people feel good. I, I, one thing I will say is we have this sort of saying at our company that's, you know, my, my selfie esteem is on 100. <laughs> and, and the reason we say that is because when I think of selfie esteem, people have this sort of pre, you know, this notion that selfies are like, eh. You know, if you're taking a selfie, you're vain or you're kind of like arrogant. And I hate when people say that because I always I'm a believer in if, if you find if, if something makes you feel good, you know, and it's and it's safe to you. Right. A selfie is not going to hurt anybody. If anything, it's going to make you feel more and more confident. The more you take it, the more you're you know, you really start to look at yourself as I yes, I have imperfections. But yes, I, I love myself. Right. Um, I think and, the people who don't like selfies are the people that aren't confident enough to take selfies. Like, how, how do you hate a selfie? Well, yeah. and some people, it's not even that. And, and some people, it's the, the, that notion of selfies are, are vain. Yet we yeah. all do it, right? Because I've had a conversation with one, you know, group of gentlemen. I've, this, this has happened before. I've been in a, in a bar situation, and, and, I'm seeing, and I'm seeing these guys, and I, and I walk up to them, and I go, hey, do you, any of you guys take selfies? And they're like, <laughs> no, we don't take <laughs> selfies. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Do you, you know, and then we're just having a, a random chat. And then at some point, they go, hey, man, let's take a photo together. And they pull their phone out and they and they do the the action right the and I'm like wait what are you doing he's like we're taking a photo together I said that's a selfie like no that's not a selfie it's just <laughs> yeah. us taking a photo together with our friends I'm like well I said okay so technical technically no it's not it could be an us whatever you want to call it but what it came an down us-y. to me in that moment was they saw a moment they were having a good feeling and a good vibe and they yeah. wanted to capture it because that's the only reason we take photos right we want to yeah. relive that moment and be like man remember that night remember that day remember that thing we went to. And being able to do that um, and and having it in the perfect light makes a difference because when you go back to relive it, you're going to be like, oh, man, that was a great time because you can see it, right? Versus, oh, that was a great time that got ruined by this terrible photo. So, so yeah, so I'm all about it, man. If you, people, love, people love taking selfies, whether you don't love taking selfies, let those who do do their thing and enjoy themselves and build themselves up and, you know, build their selfie esteem up. So we're all for that. Yeah, we'll definitely share the website and everything and especially we could i think i the product yeah. is amazing and it just seems like it's just getting started so yeah I definitely wish you the best with it it's an amazing thing yeah Thank man. You so much it's exciting dude i uh i wish you the best we'll uh i want to meet you one day i'm sure we'll cross paths absolutely yeah definitely i'll be down in boston absolutely i would love it all right i'll man. show you around here you know in baston <laughs> yeah we'll, good old baston we'll go yeah we'll go to dinners and take selfies yeah. That, that that sounds like that sounds like a perfect night, right? <laughs> All right, Ed, I'll, I'll stay in touch with you because I just want I like talking to you in general. So yeah, thank cool. you. Yeah, same yeah. here.
All right, man. Thank you. And for I'll send you on. a bunch of video links of anything that's inspiring that I watch that I feel like will resonate with you. I'll send you a ton of yeah. I, you well, know, I always watch that stuff and I well, like to send it and share. Yeah. So I subscribe to what is it? A A Lux. A Lux. Yeah, I like them. There's a few others I watch. I forget the names at the moment, but I'll, I'll send you some links at some point. And you know, anytime I see something inspirational, I I like to sh- I like to share with people who who like to like to listen. And interestingly enough, I used to actually do these videos on Snapchat, um, where I would sort of do these. I think I told you I would do these sort of motivational videos. And um, I stopped doing it only because Snapchat changed Snapchat, <laughs> and it's annoying now. <laughs> I got completely off Snapchat. Uh, yeah, not, they, I, don't, I don't know what, what they were. If someone sends me something, eight. yeah, if someone sends me something, I'll open it, but I will not even. I don't look at stories, and I don't do send yeah. anything anymore. I don't the like, new update ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah, same here, man. Yeah, yeah, Snapchat will get on that, I'm sure. But they'll, they'll, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna work it out. They'll work it out. They have a good customer base, though. So. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks. Thank right, you man. so much. Yeah, thank you for coming well, on, yeah, man. I'll talk you. to you soon. All right, guys. Talk to you Good soon. Good to chat with you. Yeah. Great chat, and I did too. All right, let's see you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Yo, what's up, long-time Lee? What's up? What's good? Are we doing an intro? We're still on Twitch. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yo, sh- do you want to... All right, well, you're going to go play some Fortnite? I was going to throw some on, and we could like look at it, but we, we could just go play. Let's go play, man. All right. I was thinking you're going to get to see your... Your first win live. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm down. All right, guys. Thanks for watching the Twitch. Thank you for listening. Actually, that's in the outro. I'll just talk to you guys later. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope the show made your day a little better. If you enjoyed it, I ask if you could take a couple minutes and please subscribe, leave a review and a rating. It helps so much more than you know. If you want to contact us, go to weeklysitdown.com and connect. And remember guys, follow your fucking dreams.